You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I can't even pronounce her own business name anymore, Rocco. I'm getting old. Why? It's been a rough day. I'm telling you, man. Rocco gets, you know, Rocco keeps making me work these 12 hour days, six days a week. So. If I sound stupid, it's all Rocco's fault. It's not because I'm actually stupid. Well, all right. It really is. But let's not go there. So, anyway. Let's let Travis weigh in. Let Travis weigh in. So we have a guest in the studio today, folks. Uh, Mr. Travis Fisher, who is the Virtual Design and Construction Director over at Kinsley Construction, is back with us again. Thanks for being here, Travis. Thanks for having me, guys. Ah, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Um, so today... Uh, we're going to be talking about how company culture impacts your technology decisions. Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to talk about this this concept, right, of, of company culture, right, and, and, and the impact that it can have on technology decisions. So let, let me start it like this. Let me start with what I think of when I hear the term, you know, company culture. Um, I, I really, I think of the prevailing attitude of a company, right? It's 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 the way that people work together, you know, how they interact, you know, both with, with, with other people inside their company and outside of their company. Um, you know, th- does this company like people who have new ideas, right? Or is that frowned on? Um, you know, do they encourage experimentation or do, do they just want predictable efficiency from everybody, right? You know, I think that, you know, each firm out there has their own culture, their own attitudes. And I think that it impacts everything that they do as a company. Um, and, and that's how I think of it, all right? But Travis is here <laughs> because he's actually done a good bit of work on, on understanding and developing technology answers that are built around these specific company cultures. So, so Travis, right, since you're our expert today, how do you define company culture and, and why is it even important to identify it? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think first off, I think that's certainly a, you know kind of a loaded question, and I you know I know it's purposeful, and I think you know there is really no wrong answer in terms of what company culture is, and I think what you described is absolutely company culture, and I think you know if you would look it up or Google it, you know there'd be a lot of different definitions per se of what you know what culture is, and all of them you know generally being the same thing and all correct. You know how I like to kind of define company culture is, you know, it's not just you know, your fancy slogan on your business card or your, your, your tagline on your website, you know, sometimes it is. And, you know, we all like the love to believe that, you know, our cultures do line up with um, what we call our company slogans or our core values or our mission statements. Right. Um, but I, I honestly think that culture goes much deeper than that. And it's really, it's much more behavioral, kind of like what you're getting at. It's how people work together and, and communicate together. And I think it has to do a lot with integrity. It's kind of, you know, what what goes on when no one's watching kind of thing? Are your employees doing what they're supposed to be doing? Are they coming up with new ideas or better ways to do their business? Are they just kind of going through the motions? And I think that day-to-day interaction with your employees 
really ultimately dictates, you know, what your culture ultimately is at your company. And I think the other kind of important thing to note with that is, is you know, culture can obviously change and it kind of ebb and flow with um, different influences within your business. So just because your culture is good, bad, or indifferent today doesn't mean it can't be, you know, changed tomorrow. Okay. I think that's a fair assessment. I think that means that, you know, our company culture here is is like one of the seven dwarves. We'd be sleepy because Rocco naps at his desk all day. He doesn't actually do anything. So, <laughs> all right. So I, I, I agree with you, right? I think that, you know, knowing the who and, and the what of, you know, the, the, the people and the processes that you're working with, it's important in any decision-making process, right? But I think it's particularly vital when you're trying to make technology decisions because I don't think you know not every firm is going to adapt well to or, or even be willing to use right the same technologies and processes uh, you know I think if you have a company that's all about you know face-to-face client interaction and personal relationships you know then trying to bring in like you know automated emails and CRM tracking systems that's probably not going to go too well for you all right you know even even if you know that those are more efficient processes it's it's not going to be adopted by those people and it's not going to play well in your environment um you know I, i've said this before I, I think that you know technology needs to adapt to the to the needs of your users not the other way around right or you know as, as i you know, fit the tech to the people not try to force fit the people to the tech um you know so when you're when you're planning a technology upgrade or a rollout you need to understand um, you know, the, the personal features of, of the company that you're working with. Um, so, so Travis, what are, what are some indicators that people can use to kind of you know, help them understand their company's culture? Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure some of us all kind of already know what some of these indicators are. Maybe we already have a good sense of you know, how our own individual, you know, companies that we work for kind of look at some of these things. But you, know, you kind of hit on it there early on was you know how does your company respond to new ideas or someone challenging the status quo um, is that is that received with hey you know maybe we should talk about it maybe we should look at new ways to do things or new softwares or processes that we could implement or is it met with now you know what that uh, that's that sounds great but you know this is the way we've always done it which is <laughs> My least favorite sayings. In hey, the you time. and I both. We've talked about this before. That that phrase should be stricken from the English language and never touched again. I hate that statement. Absolutely. And, you know, just because that's the way we've always done it might be a true statement. It can't be the reason, you know. Just because you brush your teeth every day and that's the way we've always done it. It, it might be true, but it's not the reason that you brush your teeth every day. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. It's a good point, right? We don't brush them because we're supposed to. We brush them because we need to. Right? Yeah. If there's not a good reason, then you're just wasting time and effort. So, all right. So that's a good point. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do think that this is an important topic, um, but I also think that it is one that a lot of companies just ignore. It's not always considered before people get in involved in, uh, you know, implementing a, a technology process. And I think that works to the detriment of both, you know, whatever project you're trying to pilot and to the company itself. I mean, you know, a lot of times people who are in charge of technology, um, you know, guys like you and I, Travis, right, we're focused on the efficiency, right, and the perceived benefits. Um, you know, even we're looking to say, hey, there's going to be cost reduction, so the boss is going to love it. And we can ignore or miss that human factor that I think needs to be addressed in any technology discussion. 
Uh, we tend to get so focused on you know the the, the new toys we're playing with, um, and I think that's an area that Rocco actually focuses on for us here at Zentech. You know, I, I know that because he yells at me when I get too tech focused with our clients. So so let's get his his input here. So Rocco, how do you approach the the process of feeling out a client's culture? When you first get involved with them, I mean, I know that you know after we've worked with them a few times, you you know we, we we sort of get a feel for who they are and what they do and what they like and what they don't like. But where do you start with that process when you first reach out? Um, you know, I think you you start with with just having a, a civil conversation. You know, really trying to um, to to listen in. I think listening is the is the biggest um, key. You know what's uh, what are their pain points? How frustrated are they? You know, I mean, I, I've taken calls where people are they're just so aggravated. And I need a change. You know, <laughs> okay, well, tell me, you know, tell me about it. So, you know, listening to them is it, it, it's hugely important. And I think that's really where to where to start. You know, I also think that the more the more people, the more chiefs there are in, you know, in, in, in an organization, the more difficult it is to get to, to make progress, you know, to mm. get to get people to agree. Um, so but it, it definitely starts out with listening and understand understanding people's pain points. Right. And and I mean, you're just to, to kind of follow up on that, what you reckon, just when you know, when, when you're talking to people the first couple of times, right, they don't know you, you don't know them. Do you find that talking with with one or two representatives on the tech side does that does that give you a sufficient understanding of a company's culture or or do we have to delve deeper in and get into you know more direct meetings and involve more folks no it it takes time i mean depending on what you're doing right you know here at zentech if you're if you're if you know if we're talking to people about one class you know one of our public classes it's a simple discussion with one-on-one but if you're talking about you know deploying a technology like Procore, for example, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of conversations with multiple people and trying to get people to agree and mm-hmm. so on. Yeah, and you agree with that, Travis? I mean, do you find that dealing with more and more people is is better to help you kind of find where the culture lies, or, or one or two people enough? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Rocket there. I mean, I think as you start digging in and you start getting into the layers of a company and you start dealing with the different departments. You start, you do start to get a sense of, you know, where they're coming from, and maybe maybe what they want to say without actually saying it. You start to read between the lines, um, but I do think that does take time, and that that really is that relationship building. Okay, all right, I think that's fair. So I think we can we can kind of say that you know understanding uh, a company's culture, right? Even if it's your own company, it isn't always an easy thing, right? There's some work that has to go into it, and there are some pitfalls as well. I think. Uh, you need to proactively consider the culture and how it's likely to respond to your new technology long before you get around to actually trying to implement it. Um, and, and I want to get into that process in a bit more detail. Uh, but before we do, let's take a quick break here uh, to, to listen to today's sponsor. And when we get back, we'll dig into Travis's brain <laughs> for more info on the best ways to do exactly that. Alrighty, folks, we'll be back in just a minute with more of the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, Rocco, so we are sponsoring ourselves yet again today. What is it we want to talk about? We're going to talk about me today, Jim. No, no one wants to talk about you. Not even you. Oh, fine. (laughs) Let's talk about Zentech Tech Blocks. Awesome. I like Zentech Tech Blocks. Zentech Tech Blocks are prepaid support hours 
that lets you call on Zentech's experienced technical staff to address all your support questions, problems, help you with workflows and standards, really anything you need on the technology side. We're here to provide the support you need so that your most talented people aren't being dragged into helping everybody else in your company instead of working on the billable jobs that you need them focused on. All right, so Zentech tech blocks are available in uh, multiple sizes. We sell them in five hour, 10 hour, 20 hour, and 40 hour prepaid support blocks. And if you're interested and you need that sort of help, Rocco, how do they reach out to us? Yeah, hit up our website, zentechconsultants.net. Give us a ring, 866-824-4459, or even drop us an email, sales at zentechconsultants.net. All right, Zentech Tech Blocks, the vital support that your people need exactly at the moment that they need it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cattle Call Podcast. We are talking with Travis Fisher from Kinsley Construction today, and we're getting into the impact of company cultures on technology adoption. Um, and in this segment, I wanted to get into more of the, the nuts and bolts of how to identify and work within your own culture to sort of develop a, a, a successful technology plan. Um, you know, now, like pretty much any project, right, there are always potential issues and problems when you're trying to, to put together a detailed plan like that. So, Travis, uh, what do you think? What are some of the, the common hurdles that you and, and, and other folks who are in similar positions to yours go through when you're trying to look at combining both culture and technology in a positive way? Yeah, so I mean, I'll speak from some personal experiences that I've had and, you know, others that I've known within the industry. And I think just us in the whole technology world, I think the first thing is sometimes we just get caught up way too much in the technology. And, you know, it's, it's really easy to go chasing the shiny object. And there's a lot of great new features and a fancy new button that was added to this program. We just can't wait to go tell our CEO how much money it's going to save or how much time it's going to save. And that sounds really good. And we love technology. Um, but sometimes, you know, we, we get overwhelmed and um, too singular focused on the technology side. And we don't always recognize the business side of it. Um, so saying that I've heard, uh, I've honestly forget where I heard this app, which is saying I like to repeat a lot. And I, I do take the heart as, and it was very enlightening for me when I first heard it. Um, Technology is a solution that's looking for a problem. Um, we always have these great solutions in the technology world. Solution, solution, solution. And, and they all are valid, and, and that's great. Um, but we need to understand what problem we're trying to solve. And that problem, need, problem needs to be a business problem. Um, so in order, you know, some, a lot of common hurdles that we all run into as technologists, hey, we go to our boss or manager, hey, I want to try this program. I want to buy a laser scanner. I want to buy a drone. I want to buy XYZ software. First thing they say is, you know, what's it going to give us? And we say, hey, it has this new feature and it has this new button and it does this new thing. And they go, well, that's great, but it doesn't sound like it's really relevant right now. Come back to me in three months. We'll talk about it again. Right. You go back to your office and you say, well, you know, why isn't he buying in? It's because your your um, idea and your, your presentation of your t new idea is too fo focused on the technology side and not enough on the business side of things and where that business problem um, truly lies. Right. Now, I think that's an excellent point, right? It just just because you got a solution, you not every company has that problem. So just because the solution's there doesn't mean it's perfect for you, you know? So, and, and like I said, I don't think that it really matters uh, you know, which industry 
you're working in or, or what technology you're looking to implement, right? You're, you're going to face issues like this. You know, look, you can be an architect putting in a new BIM tool or, or a plumbing contractor who wants to add, you know, the, the latest version of their estimating system. You're, you're going to bump up against some hurdles and some issues related to the culture that you're altering. Um, and, and look, you know, make no mistake, all technology is disruptive. All technology is going to alter your company culture, even when you don't mean it to. You know, I think that you know, the simple act of installing a new piece of software, that changes how somebody works. And if you change how somebody works, that changes their attitude. And if you change someone's attitude, it changes how they respond to other people in the company. And that changes how they respond. And it's a chain effect that changes your corporate culture, right? There's no way around that. Any any kind of change in technology is going to have an impact. And even if it's, it's a positive impact or you see it as a positive impact, not everybody else necessarily will. Um, so Travis, what, what, what kind of tips can you give the, the listeners here to help them you know, kind of overcome those hurdles that, you know, that they're likely to run up against when they're trying to adopt a new technology to kind of avoid the, the clash with, with corporate culture? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really think you need to align your technology vision with what your leadership at your company, um, what their vision is. Um, if they want to grow to new markets, they want to take on new clients, um, they want to grow regionally, anything that they want to do in terms of their goals, now you know what their challenges are, what their quote-unquote problems are. Now we can start looking for technology solutions that might help them achieve them. And if they, if our uh, technology goals start aligning with their goals, now all of a sudden your vice president, your CEO is going to say, hey, you know what, maybe I am up for listening to that idea a little bit more. Maybe I am willing to invest a little bit of money um, into that program because that achieves what I'm trying to achieve. So really understand, you know, what your leadership cares about and try to align your technology needs um, with that as well. <clears throat> I think another thing that kind of helps, um, I know it's kind of a, a buzzword within the technology world, is the saying of failing fast. Um, but I think it is a true statement in the sense that, you know, you want you kind of want to get all all the bad ideas out of the way. You kind of <laughs> want to get through all the the software that doesn't work right, um, you want to make, you want to try to break um, the software or the new process that you're trying to find. Find all the pitfalls with it, and the more holes that you can fix um, through when you're trying to implement it, when you actually roll it out, all those problems won't resurface again, and you have this um, terrible implementation of a new software. And then we all know how that goes when you don't get buy-in at all, um, and then it just sits on the shelf for 10 years. Right. Um, so failing fast really does help. Um, get through some of the challenges that you're having, you know, trying to implement this new piece of software, trying to, you know, install this new, you know, app on your phone, you know, trying to use a drone, whatever that might be. Um, and I think the very last kind of piece of advice is always look for that first supporter. Who's that first person at your company um, that's going to back you and has that same vision as you? We all love for it to be our managers or our bosses. Um, and that makes it easy, but it's sometimes it's not that person. Maybe it's maybe it's the the young intern that you just hired. Maybe it's your your, your older superintendent out in the field. You know, whoever it is, find that first person that's truly going to get behind um, what you're doing, um, and and start growing it from within in terms of a you know almost like a grassroots movement. When you get three, four, eight people all asking for the same thing as opposed to just you, the technology guy. Um, it's a lot easier to sell from a business perspective. Right. 
And I think that that idea that you poured out of, of the business perspective is vital. You, you'll be, I think you'll all be amazed at how very quickly corporate culture turns around and everybody is all very, very happy and positive when what you're proposing lines up with where the company wants to go. You know, it just, just keeping that business process in mind makes a big, big difference. Um, so, all right, Rocco, let's bring you back in here. So, you know, on, on the Zentech side, right, how do we address our company culture uh, when we make changes? I mean, you, you deal with that more than I do. You're the people guy. I'm, I'm the tech geek who wants to play with the new, the new toys, right? I'm the guy I was just talking about going, ooh, shiny button. Uh, you know, so <laughs> how do we address the impact to the benefit ratio within our own company? Uh, I think it's a little bit easier um, or more easily addressed with us because we're we're a smaller firm versus um, in a larger firm. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't. Excuse me. I don't think that it's. Um, you know, I, I like to get input. You know, I like to let people know what's going on. It's not. I don't like to to all of a sudden just drop um, change in in people's lap because not all of us react to change in the same way, you know? Um, and, and I think that when people are, when people are thrown change all at once, then it, it really angers them. It, it frustrates them. It stresses them out. Um, so I, I, I think it's important to keep people in the loop as to what's going on. And, um, you know, if you're sizable enough to, to really, to, to formulate pilot groups, um, that are going to give that that feedback um, of what's going on in, in each different department and how people are going to react to to technological um, and, and cultural changes. Okay, that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah, and then like I so I think we kind of address right the you know the stumbling rocks, the potential issues. But I think that on the other side of that coin, I think there, there are also some positive steps that that you can take in understanding kind of the tone of your company and you know how people and, and, and the culture is likely to respond to a, pro, a proposed change in your workflows. Um, you know, and I'm sure that you know some of those are pretty simple, common sense stuff, right? Talking to people, right? Like Rocco said, uh, you know, getting to know what they need, you know, what are their pain points? Um, you know, those are all the, the basic things that I think come to mind for most of us. Um, and, and I think that, you know, with a little bit of forethought and some planning, you can choose the appropriate technology for your firm and have it actually blend into your culture instead of kind of disrupting it. So, Travis, what, what's your approach uh, when you're trying to get buy-in or, or implementing a new software or a technology? How do you work to make the change or change is more palatable for everybody involved? Yeah, I mean, we certainly hit on a bunch already here. I mean, finding that business need is certainly, you know, step one. But I think you know, moving past that, once you find that business need, then you need to start, you know, taking it to that next level. You know, what does that mean? You know, who is it going to impact? Um, it's going to impact people. It might impact outside departments that you don't typically work with. It might impact current processes. It might replace a current process or it might add to a current process. So you really need to know, who and what it's going to impact, and then start getting buy-in from those um, stakeholders within those respective departments or areas of your business that it, that it is ultimately going to impact, and have them involved in early upfront, which will help that buy-in um, later on down the road. I think another thing <clears throat> is to really consider um, what once you 
um, define what you want to impact. You know, what do you want to see and how you define success? Meaning, you know, how are you going to actually measure saying, hey, we implemented this new software, it was successful. Well, are there any metrics? Is there any data that you can actually track to actually show that? Maybe we wanted to save one hour's worth of work out in the field by giving our employees iPads so they didn't have to walk back to trailers. You know, how, how are we tracking that metric today and how do we, you know, anticipate that metric being impacted and having that actually reflect upon the successfulness of, of this implementation of this new technology? So we really want to think about the different metrics that are out there to actually measure the success of your technology, which ultimately will help will, will drive how much um, others buy in and actually be able to sell, sell you know, leadership on the next idea that you might have. Um, and then, like I said, really finding those other people to support you. Like I said, we always wish it would be our boss. Sometimes it is, and it's great. Um, but sometimes it's you know your coworker, um, your, your next door neighbor in the cubicle next to you, uh, someone out in the field. But the more people that you can get by, to buy in and understand that um, that true business need, and now all of a sudden six people, ten people are making that business case, and it's not just coming from the technology guy. Um, it really gets a lot more uh, receptiveness uh, from leadership. Right. And I think, you know, the point that, that you make and ties in really well with what we're talking about here, it's the idea of company culture. Where does company culture come from? It comes from kind of groupthink, right? It's, it's, it's how everybody responding together, what's the end result and when we're all pulling in one direction. And the more people that you have who are agreeing with you, who are saying, yes, this is the way to go, the more positive result you're going to get and the easier you're going to, you know, the easier time you'll have convincing people. So um, I think that's a great point. So, you know, I think, you know, to kind of sum it up here today, um, you know, understanding your company culture is a really important part of implementing or even just proposing a new technology. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, simply throwing new toys into the mix isn't a good answer, even though I like it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a problem when it has the, the potential to disrupt the corporate, you know, hive mind. Um, and it can lead to major resistance and, and, and failure of even your most carefully planned projects on the tech side if you haven't accounted for the way that your internal corporate society is going to receive your proposal. Um, so that's, that's the stuff you all need to think about, right? So I think that kind of wraps it up for today's topic. Um, unless anybody want to throw anything else in here before we close it out today? Travis? No, I think we covered, is, uh, covered everything. Okay. Good. Rocco, you good? I'm good. You better be Thank good because I wasn't going to let you talk anyway. <laughs> see, see how mean he is, Travis? <laughs> oh, I can't believe you deal with that every day. <laughs> I'm saying, man. All right. So I also want to thank Travis for being here with us again today and sharing his expertise, even though by this point he really does know what knuckleheads he has to talk to with Rocco and I. But he keeps coming back. So we do appreciate it, Travis. Thank you again for being here. And I hope you'll be willing to come back yet again. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks, Travis. All right, we are going to get out of here, everybody, and we'll catch you next time on the Shadow Call Podcast. All right, everybody, today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. 
So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.